the way. We're in a series of sermons on the way, following the footsteps of Jesus. This is the third one. It's okay if you weren't here for the other two. It's all right. We'll have some more as we go towards Easter here. We're following in this way, the way of Jesus. Today, preaching on the mountain. That, will you go with the mountains to me today? Would this is a good thing? Yeah? You like the mountains? Let's, let's go to the mountains. So, uh, the first mountain I want to go to is that one in Galilee, there on the northern, sh- northern shore, the Sea of Galilee, where Jesus was preaching the Sermon on the Mount, and where we have the Mount of Beatitudes. Let's see a picture of that. It's, it's a lush place. I've been here three times. There are banana trees, and there are orange groves, and it's uh, just as you can see, really green in the beautiful Sea of Galilee there in the background. And up on top of the hill here, we don't know if this is exactly the Mount of Beatitudes, but there's this beautiful chapel here. Let's see an outside view of that. Isn't that lovely? It's made of Italian marble. It was built in the late 1930s. Uh, Just gorgeous. And let's look inside there. And inside there are eight sides. It's octagonal. It's uh, one for each of the... Beatitudes. Uh, Beatitudes, uh, there was a famous book written a couple decades ago about be happy attitudes. It's, it's more than that, more than just be happy. It's, it's being what, content. It's being honored. It's, it's being filled with the presence of God, fortunate, having God's favor poured out upon you. These, these eight Beatitudes. And, and so now I've been building up to this. Wait, wait for it. Who built this chapel in the late 1930s? Do you want to know? It was built by Mussolini and the fascist government of Italy. Got you there, didn't I? This is what the Beatitudes do. It just turns everything upside down. It's not what you expect. You expect people to be blessed who are rich and famous and powerful and strong. And, and who is it? In the Beatitudes, it's the exact opposite of that. This is that kind of mountain, the God who turns everything around, this great reversal. This is God's way. This is the way that Jesus walked. There's one mountain. Here's a second mountain. Let's go to this mountain. The mountains of New Mexico. Can I get an amen for Santa Fe? Huh? Santa Fe? Yeah, so... we're going to go to the mountains around Santa Fe. And this is 1982, and I'm the associate pastor here at St. John's United Methodist Church. And the youth are going on a ski trip to Santa Fe. All right. And we're going to stay at Glorietta Baptist Encampment outside of Santa Fe. But ski, I've, I've never been skiing before. This is the first time. So the first day of skiing, I'm up there on the bunny slope. Some of y'all have been there, and you learn how to snow plow. You remember this. You do the V, and it just... Oh, it's tiring. It's so weird. And, you know, I'm just exhausted at the end of the day, beat up from falling. But in the evening, I gather with those youth in this room, and we sit on the floor, on the carpet. And, you know, they had me go as the associate pastor because they said, if you'll teach the Bible, we can call it a ski Bible retreat. <laughs> so so I, I go along to do the teaching about the Bible, and I start with these words that Jesus had about the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, huh? where Jesus gathered his friends, his followers, and he began to teach them, and he sat down. Did you notice that? That was the posture for teaching. That was the posture of authority, not standing like I am now, but to sit down. What I had the youth do is to go in pairs and to talk about 
what they were going through in their own lives. And then we would talk about it. So I'm not going to get you to talk to one another. That would take too much time and, and might be a little anxious about doing that in this setting. But could you in your own heart go there with me as I invite you to own the Beatitudes for yourself here and uh, maybe reflect upon the one that you need to hear most today in your life. So imagine the youth two by two sitting there. And I said to the youth, and I say to you today, think about a time when you've been really sad, when you've been really down, when you've been really depressed. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then I ask the youth, I ask you to think about a time that you have grieved when you've experienced a great loss. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. This next one's a little tricky. It involves the word meek. And so many times we think meek means to be like run over, <laughs> just to, to be a doormat, have people walk all over you. Uh, but I looked it up. Meek actually means appropriate anger. It means not being out of control, anger over here, just spewing all over people. And it neither does it mean just keeping it all bottled up inside. It means to be appropriately carefrontational, to be able to express to someone your anger. So maybe there could be some healing of relationship to be that kind of me. Can you think about a time when you were appropriately angry? Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. And then Think about a time when you've been spiritually hungry, when nothing else would satisfy you but to be in the presence of Christ. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And I had the youth and I have you think about this. Think about a time when you showed someone mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. And now consider a time when you were transparent, when you were honest, when all the barriers came down and you were really, really, really real. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And now... Ponder a time when you brought peace to a situation. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And lastly, I had the youth and have you think about a time when you did the right thing or said the right thing, even though it cost you, even though... No one else might agree with you, even when you went against the crowd, when you took a stand 
and did right because of your faith. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. With those youth, there were tears. There was deep sharing. There was intimacy. And what I came to realize on this second mountain was this, that these were not written for just some people who lived a long time ago. These were written for us today, people of all ages, of all stations of life, whatever you're going through, that Jesus is there. <laughs> They're not a bunch of rules to follow. It's not a how-to manual. It's not a bunch of virtues. It's not even some feelings you're supposed to have. It's simply what is that this is life. Jesus says, this is where I meet you. This is the way it is with me. This is me meeting you where you are. God shows up in these situations and you are blessed. Third mountain is from this week. Went to Mount Wesley in Kerrville. This is our Methodist encampment in this area. It's for Methodists in Central and South Texas. And we had a clergy convocation. Some 200 or so preacher types like me were out there. And I got to hear preacher stories. This is what we preachers do when we get together, okay? Was, I know in, in your own professions, don't you let the guard down. You don't have to explain to somebody what you're going through. It's just, you know, it's the shop talk, right? So I'm talking, this could have been any one of those 200, and I visited with a lot of people out there, but one of my, my preacher buddies was saying, uh, yeah, I got here late today because uh, I had a surgery this morning. You know, I, I needed to be there for her. She had one knee replaced last fall, and this was the second knee, the other knee, and, and uh, they just needed somebody there to pray with them, and, and I was there this morning. I go, yeah, we, and we all nod, yeah, we've been there, yeah. He said, yeah, it's been a hard week for me. Uh, he said, I had to do a funeral for um, a man who took his life this past week. I said, yeah, that's, that's really hard. He goes, you know, I was their pastor a long time ago, and, and uh, we were really close when I was their pastor. But, you know, since I left, the, they really have dropped out of church, and they really haven't found another pastor. And so when this happened, they didn't know who to call. So they called me. I guess I'm still their, their pastor. And we all kind of nod. Yeah, that's, that's really hard. We've, we've been there. He goes, you know, in the church too, we're having trouble with, with finances. You know, we, we're trying to think about, uh, you know, is there a staff position we need to cut? Or is there a program we need to cut? Or do we need to go back to the congregation and see if we can get a little more funding, raise some more interest here? And, and we all kind of nod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we... We, we know about that. And then he goes, you know, I was, I was feeling really down. He said, I was really struggling with this until I told all of this to my wife. And my wife said, thank God you get to do this work. Do you realize this? That you get to be with people in their most intimate situations, in their deepest lows, in their highest highs, and you get to preach a word of good news to them. You get down on your knees and you thank God 
for what you get to do. You get to be a blessing to other people. And this is the third mountain to realize that we are blessed in order to be a blessing to others. One more mountain, the fourth mountain. That's the mountain you're facing this day. The one that seems insurmountable. That's one that seems too big. The one you can't possibly conquer on your own. And you say, what's the blessing there? Blessed are you who are in recovery, who are working the program, who are doing the 12 steps. Because you know how much you need God and need some accountability partners around you. (laughs) Hear this next one correctly. Not blessed are those who suffer, but blessed are those of you who love and because you love, suffer. Because you know what Christ feels. And blessed are you who are patient because you find God's timing and you help calm others of us around you. Blessed are you who pray daily because your hearts are being enlarged to include not just what's on your heart, but what's on God's heart. Blessed blessed are you who know you need forgiveness because you are so much more forgiving of us. (laughs) And blessed are you who hope because God uses you to move us beyond our fear. What's, What's the beatitude that you need today? What's the mountain that you're facing and the blessing that's in that? The good news, it's there. Here's the good news I have to share with you this day. When we're most vulnerable, when we are most needy, when we turn to God, that's when God blesses us the most. That's God's way. Amen.